a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Such a beautiful day as this, for the grace and the privilege you have given unto us to see yet another day. Lord, this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are grateful for your love. We are grateful for the grace. We are grateful for your protection. We are grateful for the peace that you have bestowed. Ancient of days, I honor you. Ancient of days, I honor you. Ancient of days, I praise you. You are lifted above all other gods. You are lifted above all other gods. Be thou exalted in the name of Jesus Christ. I commit your people into your hands. I pray that you pour out your grace upon us, pour out your blessing upon us. And you will frustrate every works of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I commit this work into your hands and I pray that you will do wonders in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord this morning. Say, mighty God, I thank you. Make this declaration with me. Say, any power slowing my life down, I command them to die. Every demonic power slowing down my life, lose your grip over me and die. Declare, I receive divine acceleration by fire, by force. I kick out every spirit of slow motion command every witchcraft judgment hanging on my head to be abolished by the blood of Jesus. I decree that domestic witchcraft in charge of the battle and fighting, in charge of what I'm going through, shall be defeated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anyone who exists to close my heaven, let their existence cease in the name of Jesus Christ. You have power to the key of life and death. Anyone who is using himself or herself to block my ways, let them seek to exist. My glory will shine. My blessing will manifest. I will embrace the miracle of God in my life. Lastly, I refuse to be stagnant. I refuse to be stagnant. Declare it. I refuse to be stagnant. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every power assigned to keep me in one place. I release judgment upon them. In the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus name we have prayed. A very good day to you. It is a privilege for me. To come into your home 
to come into your car, to your kitchen, into anywhere you are listening, listening to me from. It's a great privilege for me to share the word of God with you this morning. It is what we are created to live on. Without the word of God, our spirit cannot be nourished. It is very important for us to, that no matter how busy we are, no matter how occupied we are, we must make time for growing our spirit and developing our soul through the word of God. There is no other therapy in the world that can solve the problem, that can solve the problem of confusion that can solve the problem of direction except the therapy that comes through the word of God. The word of God is the best therapy that we need because it contains instructions, it contains guidelines, it contains right path to follow, to fix problem that will not bring you any negative consequence. The word of God is the roadmap to direct our path to where God wants us to be. This week, I have been on the series looking through the Bible mirror. And we are looking at some specific Bible characters. We are looking at what lesson we can learn from them. You see, there's a popular saying that says experience is the best teacher. In some cases, I may not agree with that popular saying, but in some cases, I will agree because we are able to learn from the experience of others to better our life. We are able to learn from the falling of others so that what made them fall will not make us fall. This week we are looking at the characters in the Bible that messed up big time. And it's going to be a three week long series. The following week we are going to be observing a different groups of people and the last week we are going to observe a different group of people. This week we are looking at five important characters who misused the opportunities they had and they messed up how they ended yesterday i spoke about the selfish prophet a prophet who was concerned about his own interest you will agree with me that we have many jonas in our generation selfish self-centered they don't care about the church. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the sheep. They're supposed to feed the flock. But no. They make the flock to feed them. They eat the sheep food. There is nothing wrong in eating your sheep food. But you are only allowed to eat your sheep food after your sheep has fully eaten and satisfied. That's the word of God. But today we have men of God who buy private jets and the church people are, are hungry. I am not against owning private jets. 
I'm just against owning it at the expense of the suffering of the sheep. We need to learn from the success of our predecessors. We need to learn from the success of those who came before us. And we must also learn from their failure. Today we are looking at a privileged prophet, a priest who inherited the privilege of becoming a priest. His predecessor also messed up. But God gave them a chance by raising another person in his family. But this time, this man came to mess everything up for the entire generation. When God called Moses, God gave Aaron the privilege of becoming the first priest because let me tell you how Aaron came into the system. Aaron was the brother of Moses and Moses was a timid individual not like a stammerer that a lot of people thought Moses was. Moses was a timid person. Timid people are people who are afraid of talking in public. They are afraid of expressing their talent in public. They are afraid of expressing their feelings in public. Doesn't mean that they are not able to if they are provoked but they are usually very concerned about how people see them Moses wasn't a stammerer Moses was eloquent but he was a timid person that's why the bible called him a meek person Moses was meek he was quiet, he was silent he was not a a troublesome person until he was provoked and because Moses could not go to Pharaoh and speak boldly in front of Pharaoh at some point he later spoke which means it wasn't about stammering it was simply about timidity because of that a privilege was given to Aaron so that Aaron can become the mouthpiece of Moses Aaron eventually messed up that privilege by allowing people or luring them, aiding them in their desire for idolatry. And because of that, God killed him. And he could not even see the promised land. That was the first person in the line of priesthood that messed up. During the period of the priest, when the priests were ruling the people, God gave another person a chance in the family of Aaron, in the person of Eli. Eli was given privilege to be the priest of God, to be the judge over the affairs of the people, to raise men for God. But Eli failed in his responsibility as a father. It is very important for you to know that as God's children, as ministers of the gospel, as ministers of God, as Christians in the house of God, 
we love to have this public acceptance public acceptance in the sense that we want people to know that yes we are christians we are people of value we believe in the word of god we value the word of god and all that and why we were we are trying to keep that outward appearance at that that perfect outlook in the house of god we may find ourselves neglecting our real ministry our real duty which is taking care of our home taking care of our children raising and disciplining our immediate family to make sure they don't bring disgrace to the name of the Lord in our life. Eli failed in that capacity. Though he was successful as a priest in terms of administration, in terms of what a real leader should do, Eli was successful what determines the success of a real leader? A real leader is the one who is able to raise an effective successor for himself. It's one of the attributes of a good leader. Eli may have possessed some of these good attributes, but he lacked the strength of a father. The name is the, the his wife was never mentioned. The attitude, the the way his wife does things was never mentioned. We don't even know if Eli was a single dad or not, who was occupied by the busyness of the God, of the work of God, and because he was so focused on the work of God, he found himself neglecting raising his children in the way of the Lord. Let's go to the book of First Samuel, chapter two. First Samuel chapter 2 we are going to read from verse 12 First Samuel chapter 2 we are reading from verse 12 Eli's sons were scoundrels look at the word the Bible used I'm using the reading the NIV version Eli's sons were scoundrels they had no regard for the Lord now it was the practice of the priest that whenever anyone of the people offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged fork in the hand while the meat was being boiled and would plunk the fork into the pan or kettle or cadron or pot. Whatever the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself this is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. Shiloh was like a synagogue where everybody comes to offer their sacrifice unto the Lord according to the law of Moses. According to the law of Moses. And one of the main principles of how the priest should get his own portion of the sacrifice that people are offered because after people offer the sacrifice, the Bible never gave details of what happened to the meat. The Bible never gave details of what happened to the meat. So, there are some sacrifices, like the, the sacrifice of the Thanksgiving sacrifice, the burnt offerings. When they boil the meat, when they uh, roast the meat, the smoke 
is what the Lord take the intention of the sacrifice the motive of the sacrifice through the smoke is what the Lord takes the meat itself goes to certain areas that are sacrifice that you have to burn outside the gates you burn them totally if it's a sacrifice for sin you are coming to ask for forgiveness of your sin those sacrifices are not to be eaten the Levite and the priest and the people that works in the temple are the one who eats the meat and the priest have his own portion his own portion the way his own portion is determined is that his servant will come with a big fork dip it inside the boiling pot whatever meat the fork picks up belongs to the priest that's the rule that's the law but in case of Eli his son came and changed the rule Eli made the first mistake of allowing his untrained children in the affairs of the temple and because he was an old man he wasn't able to control them he didn't break them while they were growing up he didn't train them properly while they were growing up but even before the fat was born, the priest servants will come and say to the people who were sacrificing, give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. This was the idea of Eli's sons. If the people said to him, let the fat be burned first and then take whatever you want, the servant will answer no hand it over now if you don't i will take it by force eli's sons turned the 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 temple of god to a place of rowdiness they were forcing themselves on the people the sins of the young men was great in the lord's sight for they were treating the lord's offering with contempt they became greedy they beat up people they raped women they attack people they stand on the road steal people's property do you know that we have children of men of god who steals people's phone when they come to church who stands at the gate of the church and harass people we have children of men of god who nobody in the in the youth group can talk to them they will beat them up because their father is the pastor this is not the fault of the children, it is the failure of the parent. Because somebody you don't train from the beginning, you can't break them after they are grown. As Christian, as men of God, as women of God, we must make out time for our children to talk to them about life, train them the right attitude to life. Some of us we didn't have the privilege of being trained by our fathers because we didn't grow up with our fathers but we learned the, the, the issue we learned life by force life taught us the lessons by, 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 by itself and some of us until life taught us we never knew what life really meant the, the thing is that parents whether you are a pastor or you are a prophet or you, whatever it is that you are doing in the house of God. The house of God is not your focus. The ministry is not your main focus. Your real ministry is your children. 
you must raise a children that loves the Lord, children that knows God, so that when they are alone, they will be an example to other people. That's the will of God, so that we can raise a generation of people who knows God. That is why one of the reasons why God loves Abraham. One main reason God gave. The only time God mentioned, the only time God praised Abraham, say, why will I do something and I will not tell my friend Abraham? The reason why God called Abraham his friend was not only because of his faith, but because God knew that Abraham would train his household. Abraham would train his children to follow the Lord. Your Christianity, your service in the house of God is worthless if you cannot train your children to do what you do. It's worthless. The Bible says that you are you are worse than, than an infidel. That's not me. That's the word of God. Parents must create time to teach their children morals, not just from the word of God, Teach your children how to behave to people. Teach your children how to respect people. Teach your children how to consider and be understanding with people. Many women who were not properly trained by their parents about how to handle home, how to handle feelings of your husband, how to handle your children, many of them grow up to become a problem to the society become problem to their husband become big problem to their neighbors though they are Christian some of them even hold important positions in the house of God some of them are pastors wives some of, some of them are deaconesses some of them are elders in the church but they are the one messing things up in the house of God because it is not because they, do, they don't read the Bible it is not because they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. It is because they were not properly trained by their parents. Some people may hate me for this, but it is the truth. Home training is part of our build-up. How you were trained by your parents. Some, they don't even, they don't even wait at home to be trained self. The point here is that it is the responsibility of the parent to sit down their children and teach their children values. Teach your children how to respect people. Teach your children how to keep quiet when elders are talking. Teach your children that you are a pastor doesn't mean that they are pastors. They must also be in the children's department and learn like other people. I know pastors who will not allow their children to go to the Sunday school class because they are pastor's children. They are pastor's children. Who are you? You are a child like every other person. You will face life like every other child. You will face life. The fact that your father is a pastor, your mother is a deaconess, your mother is a priest, is a prophetess, doesn't exempt you from the, from the problems of life. In fact, pastor's children faces more problems in life. So if you don't train your child, if you don't train your children, who is going to train them for you? You assume they will automatically know. 
They automatically know. Fathers should sit down with their children once in a while. I know you are busy. Sit down with your children. Talk to them about life. Let them understand what life is all about. Let them know how to respect people. Don't pamper your children too much. Because if you pamper them too much, they become a problem for you in the future. That is why many rich kids, they don't, they don't last in life. Because they have everything. They assume life is easy. As long as my dad is there, everything is fine. Pastors' children are the most wayward. That's what people always say. But we have pastors that their children are the most respectful children. Because they make our time for the people of God. At the same time, spend quality time with their children. In one of the series, when I was talking about things that parents should fix, I made mention of the importance of parents spending time with their children. Spending time with your children sometimes may not mean physically being there with your children, but let your children have that perception that my dad, my mom, loves me. My mom is always with me. When your children are loyal to you, when your children are loyal to you, when your children can feel your love, they will listen to whatever you tell them. They will listen to instruction from you. What is always that I don't want to disappoint my dad. My dad put so much in me. I don't want to disappoint my dad. Many of us who were opportune to be raised by other people, who were opportune to be raised by somebody who picks us up and loves us like their own, say, I don't want to disappoint dad. I don't want to disappoint mom. We are conscious of every action we take. When you are going wrong, there is somebody who calls you, maybe your godfather, your, your, your uncle, somebody you respect in the family. Once they call you, they speak to you, 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 you calm down, you, you drop whatever it is that you are doing, and you find yourself in the right track. Parents must try their best to ensure that children that are raised in the house of God are raised according to the standard of God. It's not just about reading the Bible. It's also about imbibing the Christian culture into your children. Let's go to verse 22. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, how they slept with the women's women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. They were even sleeping with women in the church. This, So he, he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked things you, you do. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the lost people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for, for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. It's already too late. It's already too late. If you want to raise a child to, 
to have the fear of God, you start as they are growing up. They did something bad, you ignore it. You didn't discipline them. They would do another one. You ignore it. You you not discipline them. The father wants to discipline. The mother is protecting the children. What you are doing to yourself is that you are messing up the future of your children. Because if your fa- the father wants to discipline, they have their mother to go and hide. If the mother wants to discipline, they have the father to go and hide with. You are building a lot of problem for yourself in the future. Habits are formed at least repeatedly doing something for 21 days. Once you do something repeatedly for 21 days, it becomes an habit. It is difficult to, to, to break. Once you spot a bad habit in your child, clip the wings immediately. Don't wait for it to become a big problem. By the time they come of age, they already know the difference between good and bad. Because of that, there was a prophecy on the life of Eli. Let's go to verse 27. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest to go up to my altar to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offering presented by the Israelites. Are you listening? Every food offering presented by the Israelites, God gave the priest the authority to eat them. This is where the doctrine of taking care of pastor comes from. If people bring food to church and pastor is eating the food, pastors are eating the food, yes, they have the right to, but sometimes kindness also shows that you should also share. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwellings? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice part of every offering made by my people. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel declares, I promise that members of your family will minister before me forever. But now, the Lord declares, far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. Are your children honoring the Lord? Pastors, women of God, prophetess deacons this message is for you are your children honoring the Lord or you are too busy to pay attention to the atrocities of your children in the church sometimes in children class children will fight and in that fight pastors children will be involved because it's church if pastor's children is involved the blame is coming to the pastor's children oh daddy he started it he beat me first in the presence of everybody you rebuke your child make him know that he's not different from every other child in the church don't let him have that sense of importance 
Because once your children begin to have sense of importance in the church, they begin to misbehave. They think that they can do anything and go away with it. My daddy is the pastor of the church. You are bringing generational problem for yourself. That's the word of God. And God is very angry at this kind of thing. Your son, your daughter is insulting everybody that comes to church. One day you come to church, you will not see anybody in church. The fact that people are still coming, there is something they respect. Maybe they respect the anointing in your life. Or there is somebody that is higher than you that people honors. It could be your geo. It could be God. The reason why people are still coming to church. It is time for pastors and wives, women of God, to understand that we are not different from the people. We are just privileged to be the leader. Stop loading your authority on people. Stop using your authority as a means for you, your wife, your children to misbehave in the house of God. God hates it because God values the sheep. Anything that comes in between God and the sheep, God takes it very, very serious. And it can bring generational problem upon you. It can bring a curse upon you. Look at the life of Eli. How did he die? He leaned backward and he broke his neck and he died. Ophni and Phinehas, his children, also died the same day. As God said, read the book of 2 Samuel very well. Look at what happened to them. The same God who did to Eli is the same God we are serving today and his principle has never changed. If somebody around you, a pastor's child, is a pastor's daughter is misbehaving, play this message for them. Let them listen. Because they are building a huge problem for, them, for themselves. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. And as parents, you are not a pastor. You are not a deacon yet. You are the one taking care of the church. You are the one sweeping the church. You are the one handling the choir. You are in charge of everything in the church. Every time you wear uniform for your son, put him in school, you have rushed to church. You don't have time for your child. You don't have time for your son. You don't have time for your daughters. It's all about work, 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 work. Not even church self. Sometimes it's work. Every time you leave your child in, in the hands of nannies, in the hands of maids, nannies will teach your child a different doctrine. They will never teach your child what you want your child to know. You are not making time for your children. No time. Yes, work has taken you away from your child. Your child is now with your mom. Your child is now with your auntie. Your child is with your dad. How many times did you call your child? talk to your child per week no matter how busy you are as a parent no matter how busy you are no matter where you are make sure at least three times in a week you speak to your child before he or she goes to bed let your children know that they are loved let them know they are loved they are you care about them they will never miss you because they know that mommy is going to call me. I'm going to talk to my mom. I will talk to my mom. And they will be, they will be looking forward 
to the days they will talk to you and don't disappoint them. If you ever feel like you are going to disappoint them, call earlier. Make up time. Listen to me. The work you are running up and down, that you are running kiti kiti kata kata up and down to do, they can fire you anytime. They can fire you. Let something happen to you right now. There is a replacement waiting for you. There is a replacement. They are already training a replacement behind you. The, the job you want to die for. The reason why you are neglecting your family. The company is already training a replacement. In fact, they have like several replacements that they have trained just waiting for you to, to do something small that will give them the opportunity to kick you out. And that is the job you are neglecting your child for. That's a job you are neglecting your son for. That's a job you are neglecting your family for. Oh, the traveling up and down, going down. Today I'm in Ethiopia. Tomorrow I'm in this. Tomorrow this one. And because of the traveling, the job you are doing, you don't have time for your family. At the end of the day, when you are fired from your workplace, where would you go back to? Go back to your family. That is when many children are very bitter against their parents because. You say, oh, I'm, I'm going out there to make money for you people. Money is not everything. Try as much as possible to make the money. At the same time, create time for your children. It is not going to cost you anything to do a video call with your children. While they are watching TV in their, in their room, while they are doing the assignment, thank God for technology you can do video call with them do that play with them why on that video call make your children know that daddy cares make them know that mommy cares and train them how to become a better human being it will be to your own advantage because there is going to be a time they will grow up and they will go to school you will not be able to monitor them again what you taught them while they were growing up is what will guide them my grandmother died when I was either 12 or 14 or 15 or so. I can't remember the exact time. But some of the things that she taught me, I am still making use of them. What to teach your children. Children don't forget. Children don't forget. Things. Listen to me. Once your child is five, everything you tell them, they will never forget. One day they may forget, but one day to just come up and they will remember everything. Oh, daddy used to say this to me. Mommy used to say this to me. The point here is that make time. You don't have children yet. Oh, but pastor, how will this message benefit me? I'm not married yet. Take note of everything that is said in this message. Write it down and make sure that no matter where you are, whatever it is that you are doing in life, your family is your priority. Your immediate family is your number one priority. After God, even God himself wants your family to be the number one priority. Anywhere I will go to that will not afford me the chance to talk to my children, I am not going. God himself knows that family is very important. Don't carry the work of God on your head as if you are the one who crucified Jesus. You didn't kill Jesus. God just chose you to do what he wants you to do. Do your part 
and make sure your family is not neglected. It is well with you. In Jesus' name. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, with the blessing of Israel. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evans. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore Evans. I'm on YouTube at at Evans Missions. See you in the next episode.